Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'd like to welcome you this morning to Freedom Ministries. We are super glad to have you today. And uh, you probably know we've got a special guest this weekend. Uh, some of you were here last night. We had an amazing time in the Lord. We just thank you for showing up today and just coming to be a part of this, part of what God is doing. And so as I introduce our speaker, I want to tell you a little small, little quick story about him. Uh, I've known him for a few years. I haven't, well, I've been, we went to Little Rock one time and he had preached here. I'm, I'm getting it kind of mixed up, but he had preached here about a, place in Africa that something happened is on Cape Coast Road and he told us the story about how there had been I believe it had been a wreck and then he stopped and he prayed for somebody and they actually came back to life and I hear I hear people talk about it I know it happens but I've never known somebody personally to do that and then we were on a I think we were at the Mercy and Grace Conference in Little Rock, and there was people there from Africa and just different places. Uh, there was some Haitians there. There were just different places around the world. And there was somebody there, and he had heard the story of Cape Coast Road. And to me, that was, you know, it was pretty amazing that God would just put two people from another continent onto this continent, into this you know, one of the smaller states in America in that spot. And he had heard the story, but he had it just a little bit a little bit twisted because I think he came to you and he thought that you were the person that had passed away. And he said, no, no. And he told him the story. And it was just amazing to me that no matter where you go, God will lift you up if you need to be lifted up. And he didn't lift, didn't necessarily lift him up at that time, but he was, he was showing what God can do through anybody, through me and you. And so when we go to Africa, we hear stories of Dr. Klutzi, you know, and, and they love you over there. They really do. And, and I'm just honored that somebody that is known that way would take time out of his schedule and out of his life and away from his family to come be with our family here in Crossed, Arkansas. So, Brother Klutzi... We just welcome you today. Yes. Yes. Amen. My brother, the pastor, yes, uh, reminding me of some of the miracle hands of God that God can do. Not only one time God has raised the dead through me, but that story, I was fascinated when Dr. Jonathan was saying, oh, you were the one that was dead. And I said, no, I was the one that I'm alive to raise the one that was dead. 
by grace. Amen. So um, people thought I was dead because they said uh, the guy was dead because uh, somebody had to raise him up. I was the one that my life to raise somebody who was dead up. So that is what Jesus can do. I don't know why I want to pick on that a little bit so we can pray and talk. In this life, anyway, it's part of some of my message, so let me just see what else. I'm at home, so I want to feel free, you know. <laughs> Amen. God can do anything with anybody. Just avail yourself. Just give him the chance. Amen. It doesn't matter what age are you at. This is a personal testimony that I believe can help somebody based on what Pastor Tim just said. If you have ever heard me, he said I'm 24 years young. I'm still 24 years young. It was at 24 years young when Jesus appeared to me. He appeared to me five times. Four times in a person. And the fifth one, the glory, the Shekinah glory, I was just prostrate down at his feet. And I believe I could feel I touch his feet. At 24, he appeared to me. I never had a Bible. No Bible. And he said, go get a Bible and read. And when you finish, I'll come back to you. That was the first time. So I ran to my neighbor who was a, a Muslim. Christians trying to convict him. So they gave him a New Testament Bible. Full of red oil. Because they don't use it. So I took it, I poured all the oil down, hung the Bible on the uh, rope way back in Africa. Not even in my country, another country. I read the Bible, finished in two days, the New Testament with Proverbs and Psalms and Ecclesiastics. I said, Lord, I'm done with the Bible came back to me the second time. He said, son, I want you to preach the word, but this is not a full Bible. I said, this is Bible. He said, no, Bible starts from Genesis. You don't have Genesis in this. So I got to look for a big Bible, travel to go and buy a Bible. Back then, it was just about $4. I had a Bible. And I started reading the Bible from Genesis. I read it all through in three days. Day and night. Catch a little sleep. He appeared to me the third time. And the fourth time, he gave me what to do. I refuse that. I said, Lord, I can be a preacher. 
preachers have known, their shoes are torn. You see, their shoes, there's hole at the bottom of it. I no, no, I don't want to be a preacher. Excuse my language. Preachers' kids are bad. I came to America and I found that bad is not that bad. But make enter when you say somebody's a bad girl, bad boy, is a really bad evil. But here, bad boy, bad girl, it's just to boss you around a little bit. And he gave me a plan how I can raise my kids if I choose to. The fifth time, he poured himself in me. I've seen the dead raised. Cancer people that they said they're not going to live, they live. But that is not what I'm here today. I'm here just to say what God has given me to say. But that's part of our story. Let us go to God in prayer. Father, I give you praise. I came here not to say things about myself, but you, Christ Jesus. Help us that somebody's faith must become alive to touch you, to reach out to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So stories upon stories that are live stories. So God is doing great things. Allow yourself, just give yourself up to Jesus. You, you will never disappoint. You will never fail. You see, uh, today's Christianity is becoming something different. Back then, even our time, we didn't see our people doing much except those who really have an encounter with God. But we have come that far. Allow everything that is in the Bible is real. God can use you to do anything. To raise the dead, to see the crippled walk, the blind seeing, the barren giving birth to children. Those who have not can have it. All is because Jesus wants to do it for you and for me. Just accept him. Just accept him. This morning I'm talking about something the Lord has put in my spirit to give. The middle partition. Some in the scriptures will be quoting a short time. Separation. Middle partition. Middle separation. But I prefer the middle partition. Middle partition. So let's go to scripture. Middle partition. Ephesians 2, 14 and 15. I'm reading from the New King James. If you put on the O2, it's okay, yeah. 14 and 15. For he is our peace who have made, who has made both one and has broken the middle partitions. The new King James said the middle separation. So both, I will be using these two words. The middle partitions. 
verse 15, I read just the A. All is good. Having abolished in his own flesh the enmity. Jesus. Having abolished in his own flesh, in his own body, in his own being, he abolished it. Middle partition. There is something that is called partition. Something in the Old Testament. There is a partition, a curtains here. Now, Sister Dinah will be right there. We can see her, like the chief priest. Before you go where she is, as a priest, there got to be a rope tied you and a bell ringing. So in case if something go wrong and you fall dead, they can come there, they can pull you through the rope. But Jesus broke that middle partition. Hallelujah. There is something that is broken in our life, yet we think it's still there. Things have been broken. Jesus ceases no more. Yet the sons of God ceases like it is there. Yes, we have made a mistake. Yes, we have sinned. Yes, we have done some things that is not pleasant. And then in the blood, Jesus forgive us, and still the past is holding in like it is still there. Then in Matthew, watch this. When Jesus went to the cross, in Matthew 27, 51 through 53, then the veil, <laughs> I love that. The veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. It was torn into two. And then the earthquakes and the rocks spilt. And what happened? And the graves was open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, who had fallen dead. 53. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Imagine if you have a loved one that is fast. To be with the Lord. Like I know Mama Angie's mom, Sister Julie, my sister's mom, gone to be with the Lord. And on the resurrection, on the day when Jesus was hanged on the cross that we celebrated about a couple of days ago, the historic moment of Christianity, everyone is buried, all the Christian leaders of their leaders are buried and they are still in their tomb. But our Jesus rose again with power. On that day, then we are in service like this. Then you see Mama Angie, Mom and uh, 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 Mama, 
mama, Julie's mom, coming to this service to say hello to us. Hallelujah. You will be running out and say, Mama, you don't belong here. Mama, what are you coming to do? You'll be running. But that is exactly what happened. Something that was buried. Something that was not there. Something that is not there came back to life. If something you are looking for and something you are looking for that you think is not there, by the power of the partition that was broken, you must have it this morning. Hallelujah. Only a few people say amen. They came out of the graves. The dead could not hold him in. He, 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 therefore, brethren, having boldness, Hebrews 10, 19 and 11. I'm not going to be too long here in talking this morning. But if I go long, I'll pass somehow 30 minutes. Hebrews 10, 19 and 11. Check this out. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus, he carried his own blood into the holies of holies. Jesus. And what is verse 20 saying? By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. That thing that was taken away was his flesh, was his body. It is no more there, yet we are holding on. If Jesus says not there, don't hold on to it. Anything that has made you uncomfortable or made you uncomfortable in your life, Jesus said, I forgive you. It's no more there. Don't lean on it. Don't keep holding on to it. Don't deprive yourself for the new thing that Jesus is doing for us. Hallelujah. He knows the way we go. You see, in this life, we'll be tested. We are living in a testing time, beloved. That is what Job saw in Job 23.10. We are living in a testing time. Job 23.10 says that in this, he knows the way that we take. The way you go, the way you sleep, the way you wake up, the way you go about your duties, he knows. Hallelujah. But he knows the way that I take when he has tested me. Then I shall come forth as a gold, pure gold. So we are living in a testing time. And some of our testing has been added some more. I should have brought my certificate to you. I tested negative before coming here. That is the New York law. And then when I get there, I got to go test again. But thank God that I can breathe easily here. Hallelujah. It says he knows the way you go. He knows the way you come out. And if God knows the way you go, the way you do things, the way you're going, then he also has 
ever right to guide you through. And even in this testing time that we are living in, this little troubles that we are going through, these things that is buffeting our life that we think this is the end of the world. It says after we have gone through this test, we shall come for good. Hallelujah. Not only good, but we shall come for like a goat. This church will come forth like a goat. It's going to be more brighter than when I came here five years ago. I prophesy to you that this fragrance that Lord revealed to me yesterday here, it's an indication that, Mama, Dinah, something is happening. It means that the church is going through a testing time. So many have been shut down. So many prophetic things went wrong. I, I, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, this is not the end of the prophetic era. It is the time of the testing time. It is the time of the apostolic time tested. It is the time of the church going through a testing time. It is a time that the church will come out refound and better and will be wiser and will be good and will say it right and will do it right because we are living in a testing time. That is the bottom line. And we will come out as good. Think about it. That Abraham being tested. And then after some time, God said, You are my friend. Hey. A friend. Yeah. He was one time a friend to Adam and Eve. The Bible says at the cool of the day, eh, he comes in. Oh, my God. Uh, God, I, I beg of you, please, bring that time. Bring it back again to us. This is the generation that we need you the most. The Bible says so. That Adam and Eve at the cool of the day, then they will hear the Lord. And in the Garden of Eden, like in your home, like in your backyard, like where you live now, he will come. And then after that, he said, Abraham, you're my friend. I want you to be a friend of Jesus. There are many friends going on and stabbing us and you and me. They get angry so quick. If you don't have my way, then let's part. But Abraham became a friend of God. And he lived with him. And a friend that should hold him all the way, this same friend of God said, Abby, you know what? I'm going to bring you a good test. It's a good test. How come that you want to test me? I'm your friend. A friend don't have to test a friend. 
They said, no, I'm going to test you. And this is what I'm going to do it. I'm going to let your children go through hardship and beating and slavery for 400 years. Now, what a friend is this? And Abraham's descendant, you know the story, went to Egypt. When they were going, they were 70. 7-0. And now they are coming out from Egypt. Uh, how many? 3 million. Some say 1.5. But whatever you take it, 70 people turn to millions. At testing time, beating, bullying. Because another king forget about what Abraham's grandchild did to Egypt. Say, Abraham, if God was not a friend to Abraham, then Abraham could have given up easily. He said, this man is my friend. This guy. I was barren. And he gave me a child. My wife Sarah gave birth to Isaac. So he's a good friend. Then Jesus came and says, I no more call you servants. Hallelujah. John 15, I believe it's in John 16, 15. It says, henceforth, I called you no more servants. I called you friends. John 15, 15. It says, I called you friend. No longer will I call you servant, for a servant has nothing. He knows nothing about his master. I call you friends. I want you to be a friend of Jesus this morning. I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of Jesus. And if you're a friend of Jesus, there's a lot of benefits. Because he has broken the middle partition, he gives you access into the kingdom. He gives you access into the holies of holy. He gives you access to come to God for such a time as this in times of help. That is your benefit. And if you become a real through good friend, you know what you do? He sends you some angels. Hallelujah. It says, I call you friends. And what I heard from my father, God is the same thing I would communicate to you. I'm a friend to this church. I want you to be a friend to Jesus. Some boyfriends have disappointed the girlfriends. The girlfriends have disappointed their boyfriends. Be a friend of Jesus. It's the one who will never disappoint you. You heard yesterday, he will never forsake you. A friend that will give you the things that the father will like a child of a friend of Jesus to have. That is what I'm talking about this morning. A friend that is concerned about your disease, your sickness. A friend that you can say, oh, my father, my friend, my friend, my husband is sick. My daughter is sick. My, 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 my this is sick. Hallelujah. One time I was in my little office in Brooklyn, the church office, 
And then, then, then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, go home quickly. I said, Lord, I have an appointment with somebody. He said, son, you go. I'll take care of your appointment. Go. I said, all right. And where the office and the house is, is about 20 minutes. I drove, broke every protocol of the traffic light. Today, protocol, no protocol. You have to break to become a friend of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You protocol, no protocol. Matthew now says that, that uh, Matthew 9 says that lady of issue of blood, he came and he saw the multitude of people and he said, no way. I got to get healed. I got to get delivered. I got to get saved. And she pushed through. And this woman, when they see that she has that kind of disease, she will be stoned to death. But she pressed through. She broke the every protocol. This morning, have to break every protocol to reach Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So I ran home. Back then in Brooklyn, I live in the first floor. So I got to take a steps about nine steps. And when I got to my street, I saw our daughter, first daughter, Rachel was there. I said, what? She said, this is the reason why I say come home. Before I could run to the top, this my daughter was coming headlong, and I grabbed her. I said, sweetheart, what's the matter? I said, daddy, I'm sick. I'm sick in school and I asked permission. I said, why you shouldn't come? She said, Daddy, I thought I could come home easily. She has some fever. We rushed to the hospital. She has temperature. Over here they say temperature, not fever. And the doctor took care of her. That is the friend I'm talking about. That your child is in danger. That your somebody is in danger. Then he whisper to you. He say, friend, go quickly. Your daughter, your son is in trouble. Begin to pray. Begin to trust God so that I can deliver. I can set her free. I'm talking about a friend. And he said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. 16. Oh, I love that one. Time will not permit us to go through that. But whatever it is, maybe we are here tonight. I chose you and appointed you. This appointed also means ordination. He says he chose you. He break the middle partition to come to you and choose you and appointed you and ordain you. Your ordination doesn't come from man. It comes from God. Hallelujah. It came from your friend, Christ Jesus. In this today, young people don't want to be a friend of Jesus. Eh? They want to be a friend of anybody. Minus Jesus. Please, I beg of you. Let Jesus be your friend. In all aspects of your life, let Jesus be your friend. I have a family and one of their, their sons will always say that, Uncle, I say, yeah, what's the matter? He said, I tell you, this Jesus is a real teacher. 
I said, oh, yeah, what is the matter? He said, I didn't study this subject very good. And I'm in the class. I said, Jesus, if you are really Jesus, then help me pass this test. And then he said, boom, boom, boom. Things were coming through his mind, and you were writing in them. And that paper that he never studied, he had 89%. (laughs) Beloved, don't be like that. Steady. Steady to get it right. Then when you don't get it, you don't study well, Jesus can help you. Don't say, oh, 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 my brother, my uncle is preaching this morning, and I heard him say that if I don't study, no, 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 I'm saying a friend in need to help you. You have been appointed between God and man. Between God and man. God is here. Man is here. No, let me reverse it. This one is a higher place. So God is here. Huh? You're behaving like God this morning. And then man is here. And between God and man, something is in between. Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It says in 1 Timothy 2, 5 through 7, says, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I love him. And he became ransom. He gave himself as a ransom. Testified in due time. And for which I was an appointed. I think that will be found in verse 7, yes. For which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in the faith and truth. Oh my God. Can you imagine? You see where I'm coming from? Think about this man, Apostle Paul and Peter and Timothy. Timothy, Pastor Timothy, your, your big brother, Apostle Paul, talking, you're writing this book together. As bad as evil that uh, Paul was, Timothy was good. Pastor Timothy is good. But his dad, Paul, was really, really, really evil man. And now look at what he's saying. He said, for which I was appointed, because there was a ransom. There was somebody in between. Who took his place? Who forgave him? This murderer, this man who made havoc of the church, brutalized the life of the people, put them to jail, and killed them and destroyed them. He is now saying, when that man in the middle partition was broken, "Ah, Paul, I love him. Before I like him, but now I don't like him. I love him. Look at this. One time Paul said, in his mother's womb, he was appointed. Hey, this is serious. He said, in his mother's womb, he was ordained and appointed a preacher. I I, I don't understand. You, You just have to help me. This is a mystery. The man said, in his mother's womb, he was appointed 
a preacher, an apostle to the Gentile. And yet he was in the world destroying the same faith people that he was going to talk to. And then Timothy and Paul are writing this and said, God appointed, God ordained. You have an ordination of God. You have an appointed time of God. And this is the time we are living in. It is the time that the middle thing that is taking, everybody think is still there. It's not there. It is taken away so you can walk freely. Be a friend of God. Be a friend of Jesus. The middle partition is broken. And when this middle partition is broken, look what two parents are doing. Two parents, a mom and a dad, like big brother and big sister sitting there, like apostle and pastor sitting there, like Pastor Robert and Mama Diana sitting down there. Couples, look what they are doing. They're fighting, not you. They are fighting over their children. I don't understand. They are fighting. Isaac say, I love Esau because he gives me barbecue. Every day, this son, my son, I love you. I love that you barbecue. How do you do it? You spice it. You, I feel good. Can you get me one so I can bless you? And mama said, hey, Jake, man, what you doing today? Today we're going to be at the kitchen and make some cooking for ourselves. Don't forget about dad and forget about that, your brother. They're always going through the forest and trying to catch something. Let's be here and stay home, homeboys. And they were fighting. This one said he preferred Jake. This one said he preferred Isa. And there was a fight. Why? Why fighting? When the middle partition is broken. Why do you prefer one over the other? I believe in this. What I believe is that simple. Love them. Love them. But chastise them when they go wrong. Bring them to the love of Christ. This couple's fought. And they even made one became... So stubborn to steal and to do all kinds of things. Don't you know that God knew that uh, Jacob was going to be the God of Jacob and not the God of Esau? Beloved, let us learn to see that those things that is broken so we can have the freedom like our church ministry men here we have to see them we have to see them we have to see them finally let's go to second chronicles 26 20 I'm talking about being a friend of Jesus. 
I'm talking about the middle partition is broken. The veil that stops you from advancing is no more there. The veil that is stopping this church to go forward is no more there. You got to rise up in faith, in prayer. Second Chronicles, if you can put it to the monitors for me. If not, I have it here. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 26. Verses 3. Okay, verses 1, we can start there. Now all the people of Judah took Uzel, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. There's time coming that the children must step and take our place. So don't deprive them. Show them the right way. Tell them the right thing. Be transparent before them. He built Erech and restored to Judah after the king rested with his father. This young king was doing great things. Verse 3. Yuzi was 16 years old when he became king. He reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jokalai of Jerusalem. Stay there. He was 16 and reigned for 52 years. Now he's 68. 1652 is 68. And he's still reigning. And you are working for the church recently. You say, oh, you are tired. You want to leave. You want to go. Where are you going? His mother was a real mother. Taught him the good things. That is why his mother's name was mentioned here. Moms, I'm proud of you. But teach these children. Talk to them when they're wrong. Correct them. For your name will be appeared when he stood up there. You say, yeah, that's my baby. My baby, go, my baby. My. No, no, you have to be proud. And what happened in the verse 4? And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to that his, all that his father Amazia had done. Fathers, mom is doing his part. Father is doing his part. So the boy is grown to become a leader. No fight. His father was mentioned because his father played a role in his life. You are a role player. A role player. If today you are not in a good time with your son, let us humble ourselves. 
and go home and call him, hey, son, I know you, you I have, you, I, whatever you want to say to make it right, do it. For God knows this boy, when he came out of the mattress, God knew that this boy was becoming a king one day. He break through that mattress and the enemy wants in or her. And God has put his ordination and appointment on him. That is why he go through those trouble. Paul said, in my mother's womb, I was ordained an apostle and a teacher to the Gentiles. Yes, the devil wanted to destroy him so bad that he gave, me a, he gave him a bad name. Paul the murderer. It is the work of the devil because he knew that this man would do something for God. That child that you have neglected would do something for God. Go home and give him or her a call. Do not give up on him because when he came out of that mattress, God's ordination is on him. And verse 5, I love. It says, he sought God in the days of Zachariah, his granddad. Hmm. His story is like Timothy, where his grandma, his mom took care of Timothy. Be an evangelist, preach the word, be instant, out of instant, out of season. Be bold. Mom and grandma was instilling this into this young boy's heart. And he grew. And now, Apostle Paul mentored him and took him like a son. He said, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought God, God made him prosper. As long as you're seeking God, because the middle petition is not there, God should make you prosper. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. hallelujah. We have to seek God to prosper. Seeking God is a guarantee that God will make it well for you. Because at the cross, when they place that tone of flesh, you break the curse of our, our lives. As long as he sought God, the Lord God made him prosper. John 15, 16 says, let me conclude it over there. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. As long as you sought God, for he has chosen you, whatever we ask him, 
whether it is uh, behind this wall, there's no way God cannot bring it. The testimony Pastor Tim said about me was not an easy one. That was my second miracle. The first miracle was easy to me. That wasn't easy, but to me. Because it was a word of knowledge that came to me that somebody is in this building that is paralyzed. He can, she can walk. And the sister was in the crusade. He said, yes, it's my auntie. I said, go there. She's getting better. She ran to the crusade, from the crusade, to the third floor they leave. And when she went, her auntie, who is bedfast, paralyzed, skinny, boneless, they said, something is happening to me. It is like a fire is going through me. Help me get up. And this lady got up. Hallelujah. <laughs> to me, it was easy. You know why? Because I didn't see it with my physical eyes. But this one, I saw it. The man is dead. No pause, nothing. You put his hand, boom, he's there. And then the car we were driving in when we get to Cape Coast, just as he said it right, at the University of Cape Coast, around there was a barrier. When we reached there, the word of the Lord again came to me. He said, son, go raise it. I said, Lord, you're kidding. This one is not like the other one. That one was not dead. This one is dead. He said, son, it's not about you. I chose you. That whatever you ask me, whatever you ask me, what happened? I will give it to you. I want you to bear fruit. I said, Lord, this, this, no, 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 no. So I ran to the bush a little bit. And, and I could feel the hand of Jesus. He says, son. Kindly, the Lord was begging. It was like he was begging me. I said, Lord, I am, I'm rather want to beg you. If I miss this, this is going to be one of the disgrace. And I was in suit, cream suit that day with all the sun because we were in an air-conditioned car, AC car. And this officer that was driving, me, he said, Reverend, it looks like you're battling with something. I said, yeah, you stay here a little bit. The ambulance came and said, he's dead. The doctor came and he's dead. No pulse, no nothing. And the doctor drove. I said, Doc, hold on. And then I asked his name. His sisters, everybody has come. He was riding on the bike when the car hit him hard. And that was it. And they called his name for me. I was shivering. I said, Jesus, please, don't let me do this. He said, no, do it for me. You are a representative of Christ. And when I mentioned his name, I said, Jesus said, get up. He sneezed, boom, 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 three times. And everybody said, life is in it. Life is in it. The doctor, Victor Paul, he said, life is in it. He said, Reverend. Man, this is a miracle. I said, thank you. He said, he said, I was crying tears. 
I'm, I'm a crying baby all the time. I'm crying. I said, Lord, thank you, thank you. I knelt down there. I'm thanking the Lord. It was today to have gone viral because then some people saw me. They knew me. I said, oh, <laughs> Big T. They knew me. They knew me. I said, man, this man. The man lived. He's still living. Many years has passed. I haven't married yet. So I'm talking about 30 something years now. Beloved, he chose you to bear fruit. And your fruit remaining is this. Ask him anything. He will do it. If only it's in power to do it. And everything is in, in his power. And even if he cannot do it, he will encourage you. And say, let it go. Let it be. I got this. I got this. Let it be. I got this. In conclusion of the matter, one of my mentors who taught me in school in, in France, Gio Osborne, uh, he, he took us through the class of one week in La Conneve in France. The power of the four, the word of faith, Bible Institute. And then this man, T.L. Osborne, blessed memory, share this story I will never forget. This man that is a miracle-working man, evangelist and apostle of God. You see, when her wife, Desi, died, she was, he was broken and he wanted to quit. He said, Lord, you have disappointed me. And T.L. was in 24, 44, 46, 58, like you and I. He was a grown man. Who has been with the Lord? Who knows God? The man that who, uh, in, the, in the Bible college, ever even in his sentence to meeting, crusade in the church, crippled people will come. He broke his, his, uh, the sticks and they say, come on, walk. He will just pick somebody on the wheelchair and they will fall. He said, leave him. He will go to another one and say, can you stand up? Can I help you? They stand. And then the third one will see the miracle of this one, and they will get, uh, and then they will get up and run. The place became vile. But when the wife Desi died, she was broken. She quit. He quit. And then God appeared to him again and said, Tiel, what's the matter? I took her home for the better of you. Come on, put yourself together. Go and preach the same healing power. And T.L. Osborne was sharing this to us. And I said, oh God, even this great man of God can doubt you, can go down than me, little man. Yes, so we all can, can feel a little bad sometime that God has disappointed us. But no, it is we who are doubting. He said, I chose you to bear fruit. Let your fruit remain. The remaining of your fruit is that you believe in God. You trust God that he have done one thing for you and he will do the it again for you and again and again and again and again. Let us all rise up in the name of Jesus. Come on, rise up and let's bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I give you praise, Jesus. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless him. Bless him. Let him be a friend. 
Let him be your friend today. Bless the name of Jesus. Thank Jesus. Thank him. I want you to thank him. I want him to bless him. Bless him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Give him some thanksgiving. Give him some praise. Whatever we have doubted him for, ask him to forgive your doubt, to forgive you. In the name of Jesus, let's thank him. Let's thank him. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless him. I say bless him. Praise him. Thank him for his faithfulness. Father, we give you praise this morning. We thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for who he is. He has broken the middle petition. In the name of Jesus. Come, let me ask you something. Hallelujah. I'm seeing right. Yes, let's thank him. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Bless the name of Jesus for his faithfulness. Thank him for his faithfulness. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Thank him. Thank him. I want you to bless his name. Thank him for who he is. In spite of anything, we're still going to bless him. We will thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Beloved, thank him in the name of Jesus. If there's any doubt in you, ask him to forgive your doubt. For he is God, he is God. He has broken the middle petition. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you praise, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful Savior, we thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Say, say to yourself, Lord I'm chosen to bear fruit. And whatever I will ask you in the name of Jesus, I will receive it. Begin to thank God for that prayer. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank him that he has chosen you to bear fruit. And whatever we're going to ask him this morning, this afternoon service of this meeting, God is going to grant it to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Bless him, bless him. You are fruit bearer. He chose you to bear fruit. Ask him, ask him. Put your hand on your chest, on your, any part of your body. And thank him and say, Lord, I must bear fruit. This body must bear fruit. This body must bear fruit. My ministry must bear fruit. My, my, uh, my business must bear fruit. Everything about you, my marriage must bear fruit in the name of Jesus. Because I'm a friend of Jesus, put your hands on your body and ask God to bless you. Bless you. You are a fruit barrier. You are a fruit barrier. I say every time, everything, 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 everything you want to ask him this morning in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this must be granted unto you. Mighty Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. 
We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.